This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. You're listening to TMZ Movie Crashers. Welcome back to TMZ's Movie Crashers. I'm your host, Fabian Garcia from TMZ. And I'm Scarlett Sanchez, also from TMZ. Scarlett from Research, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it so much. Uh, Paige is out, obviously, this week. Uh, she'll be back next week. Mm-hmm. But thank you for filling in on short notice. Of course, anytime. Um, Thanks we're happy for to have me. you. Of course. Uh, so lots of movie news this week. Um, let's quickly go through what we're not going to talk about at length today. Okay. Uh, Jaws was re-released in theaters. Um, also kind of part of National Cinema Day this weekend. $3 movie tickets. I went to go see it on IMAX. It was great. On top of that, uh, Timothy Chalamet at the Venice Film Festival making a splash in his backless halter top, I guess it mm-hmm. is, or whatever it is. I, I don't want to get too into it, but it's just more interesting fashion fashion choices uh, from Timothy Chalamet. Um, but we're not going to talk about that stuff at length. What we are going to start today is with the big motion picture. And this is our biggest movie topic of the week. We have got to talk about, once again, we are once again talking about Don't Worry Darling. Uh, it premiered at the Venice Film Festival this weekend. And the drama was ripe. It was ripe with drama there. Um, and it wasn't Olivia Wilde and, the, and Florence Pugh. They were the, the center of attention for a bit. And we're going to talk about that too. But the thing that took precedent was Harry Styles and Chris Pine. And Harry Styles apparently spitting on Chris Pine. It, mm-hmm. it, it looks like he spit on him. I think it definitely does. This is an unexpected feud. Because like you yes. said, we've been seeing Florence. We've been seeing Olivia. Yes. It almost feels like maybe there's a divide now. Yes. And it seems like people are starting to take sides I agree. with this feud. So Harry came up to his seat. He was right. sitting next to Chris. Olivia sitting right next to Chris too, but right. on the other side of him. He's like he's like in the middle of both of them. Right, kinda, right. right. And he kind of leans in. And you can't see spit necessarily come out of his mouth. Right, right. But he does do this little like a movement ge- with his mouth, like a it gesture. Looks like. it, yeah, to me, it looks like he he purses his lips. In fact, actually, before we talk about it more, let's actually play the video. We have the video. Let's listen let's to it, it real quick. So there it is, and mm-hmm. I think we're on the same page. It looks like Harry Styles does spit, right? There's some kind of gesture he does. He leans down. He kind of does something with his lips. Yeah. It looks like a spit, but to me, the more telling thing about this that really kind of gives it away that he did in fact spit I think is Chris Pine's reaction Mm -hmm. Chris Pine because they're they're clapping for Harry Styles that's what's happening so like it's before the movie's about to be screened Harry Styles is making his way in. he's getting a round of applause from everybody Chris Pine is clapping too Harry does his thing apparently spits and Chris Pine mid clap stops and like looks down at his seat right and then looks up kind of shocked and bewildered mm-hmm. and smiles. Too. It's almost like a comical disbelief. Like, he can't believe this just happened. Did he really just spit on me? Right. That seems to be what he's thinking. And Harry, meanwhile, just kind his of... His reaction, too, after the fact, because he's trying to avoid the fact that he maybe glosses he did, it over. Yeah, right. he, he kind of plays it off like, yeah, nothing happened, just kind of sits down. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think he looks at Chris Pine, but Chris no. Pine is looking at him. But Harry Styles is just kind of looking around like, yeah, like, hey, what's up, man? Like, no, no big deal. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever, just trying to play it off like nothing happened. Something I think did in fact happen. So. And we actually have a, we have a, there's conflicting sources and stories on this. So one source we have that we've spoken to who is close to Chris Pine mm-hmm. 
says it did in fact happen. Okay. He did in fact spit. It wasn't like a, a loogie type spit. There wasn't even very much fluid. It was more of just like the the gesture of spitting, like a like that kind of thing, yeah. right? Almost like as if he was like spitting out air. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he, Chris Pine apparently perceived it. He perceived it as like, what? And as he took it as a sign of disrespect. Other sources that are kind of in the mix here, um, they're denying it. They're saying it didn't happen, that it, the video only makes it seem that way. The internet is is torn on it. Yeah. Here's the thing. Um, I have theories as to why, if Harry Styles did in fact spit on him, I have theories as to why, but why do you think Harry Styles might have potentially spit on Chris Pine? There were some interviews where I feel like they were paired up together yes. in the conference. Yes. And... Uh, Chris Pine just kind of seemed bored and not interested very much right, in what Harry right, had to right, say. Right, right, Because Harry was answering the questions. Answering the questions. And yeah. a lot of Harry's responses were a little bit, you're not you're not quite the actor maybe that Chris Pine is. No. no offense to Harry Styles here. I am a fan of his. Yeah. But he is kind of new to the acting world. Right. And one of his answers was, my favorite part about the movie is that it's a movie. And... <laughs> And that makes it, people go to the big screen because it's a movie. It, it's, and Chris just kind of gives him a little look. He gives it's him very a look, subtle, it's though. It's a subtle look. And he also he also kind of does something with his neck in mm-hmm. that video. So he's kind of like, like this. He's like, what? Like, kind of like, a, like, what the hell did you just say? Yeah. So, look, there, you're right. There, That happened. And also, we should note that when Florence Pugh arrived mm-hmm. for the red carpet, because Florence Pugh skipped the press conference and seemingly, in my opinion, to avoid Olivia Wilde, because, you know, we've we've talked about this feud that's been boiling over. We don't have to rehash it again here. But it does seem that Florence Pugh skipped that press conference on purpose. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, couldn't make the press conference, but was able to make it to the red carpet. And when she did make it to the red carpet, first of all, she didn't interact with Olivia Wilde at all. Mm-hmm. But what Chris Pine was doing as soon as she showed up is he busted out like a little uh, film camera. Yeah. Like an old school, like Kodak type thing or whatever, because he doesn't have an iPhone apparently. He's got a flip phone. That's what oh, they say. Okay, cool. So that's why he was using that. But he has this camera and he's like shooting a li- uh, Florence Pugh, photographing posing. her, posing, yeah. like kind of playing with her a little bit, really enthusiastic about it. To me, to me, that showed I'm Team Florence Pugh. Yes, I'm I took it that her. way too. I took it that way too. And in my, and to your point, like sides, people have been taking sides. I think factions have been formed. Mm-hmm. And I do believe Chris Pine might in fact be Team Flo, like you said. And if that's so. the case, on top of that that interview thing where maybe Harry was uh, made aware of that, like what someone was saying like, hey, look at what Chris Chris Pine was doing during your interview. He was kind of mm-hmm. grimacing behind you or whatever, like looking at, giving you stank face a little bit. Right. Maybe those two things and potentially other things that we're not aware of were happening. And Harry Styles just kind of felt like, yeah, screw you, dude. Like, yeah. take that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's, I got to say, if it if it did in fact happen, which I think it did, that's my opinion. I think it 100% happened. What do you think that does to Harry Styles' reputation? To me, it shows what I've always sort of suspected about Harry Styles. I know he's like this big it boy and everyone loves him. He's like a big pop icon, all this mm-hmm. bull crap. He's a punk. You know what I mean? Like he kind of, he's kind of a punk to me. He's just mm-hmm. like another one of these self-entitled little, I don't even want to, whatever. That's, that's kind of the thing. I, I honestly think, despite how I might feel about it, I think it puts a stain on his image and his reputation a little bit, right? 100%. I think his association with Olivia Wilde, I feel like he's getting clumped into her Her everyone's negative feelings towards her. Yes, because Because she is really taking on the brunt of this. mm -hmm. People are kind of joking like, oh my gosh, she's the new Amber Heard 2.0 or something like that. And I can see that because especially with that leaked video when she was talking about Shia, that just showed that you blatantly lied. You lost your credibility. People do not like her anymore. and. 
you know, I'm starting to feel that way too a little bit, yes. which is unfortunate because she is a female director. I she, feel like she's, she's talented. Such, and yes, the, and I'm actually talented. excited about the movie, even though the, re the reviews think, that get, yeah. came out of Venice were sort of meh a little bit. People were praising Florence's performance. The movie in general is getting mad reviews, but I'm still excited to see it. We're going to talk about it obviously here when it does come out. But I agree. It's unfortunate that the movie is kind of suffering because of all this. The, the drama of everything is taking precedent over the actual movie right. itself. Speaking of Olivia Wilde, let's actually talk about her a little bit. Um, look, the, the the perceived feud between her and Florence Pugh, which I I think is real as well, mm -hmm. um, was kind of came to a head this week and people were wondering are they going to interact? How are they going to interact? Obviously, Florence Pugh got ahead of it by skipping that press conference Smart. and did not interact with Olivia Wilde. She didn't even look in her direction mm -hmm. at all, which to me is also very telling. But Olivia Wilde was asked about this perceived beef and she addressed it in the presser and she kind of gave a bit of a non-answer, a, a bit of a snobbish non-answer. Let's actually, we let's hear Olivia Wilde speak for herself. Florence is a force and we are so grateful that she's able to make it tonight despite being in production on Dune. I know as a director how disruptive it is to lose an actor even for a day. So I'm very grateful to her, grateful to Denis Villeneuve for helping us. Um, and we're really thrilled we'll get to celebrate her work tonight. Uh, I can't say enough how honored I am to have her as our lead. She's amazing in the film. And as for all the endless tabloid gossip and all the noise out there, I mean, the internet feeds itself. I don't feel the need to contribute. I think it's sufficiently well-nourished. Okay, so that is such an uppity, bougie... PR, we yeah, practiced this. Totally. We she, she had it ready in the can, <laughs> for sure. Here's the thing. She's saying that like it's like gossip tabloid stuff. Mm -hmm. Part of it is. Part of it is a lot of speculation on social media and people kind of running wild with that. But also, part of this is also your own doing. Your own interviews. You've been giving a lot of interviews and you kind of been, you've been putting your own foot in your own mouth over this, especially with the whole Shia LaBeouf thing. You got caught red-handed. You got caught lying red-handed and when that video leaked, you were seen show, uh, throwing Florence Pugh under the bus. So not, it's, not, it's not, yeah, exactly. That's mm -hmm. condescending. So part of it is tabloid stuff, but also part of it is it's you. It's you. You're the one who's actually fueling it by talking about it so much. You know what I mean? So, and we know Twitter. Like we know that sometimes we give that almost too much voice in yes, our society we now. Do. We're constantly looking at what's trending, which right. is important because we want to hear what people have to talk about. But right. sometimes it gets taken a little bit too far on the internet or on Twitter. Right. But with this, like you said, with the video, there's clear evidence of your actions. So I feel like it would have been better for her to actually address it truly and give her honest opinion. Look, Florence and I were going through some things. I made a I might have made some mistakes, mm -hmm. but this is what we're going to do going forward, and we really want to focus on the film. So let's ignore the drama. Yeah, I mean, if I, I agree. It would have been refreshing to get an answer like that. But to be honest, like if she would have given an answer like that, it would have been stunning. It would have been it would have been top of headlines if she actually admitted there was something going mm -hmm. on. Like I get it from like her perspective as an A-lister, etc. You kind of have to just kind of brush it off. Yeah, brush it off, bite the bullet, and like pretend like nothing's happening. Yeah. Um, I clearly think that there is something happening. You know what I mean? Like Florence Pugh, for whatever reason does not like Olivia Wilde has not really wanted anything to do with this movie mm -hmm. she came and did her job for the press she didn't even do the press conference she just did she came and did her job and appeared for the movie itself and people were making a big deal about her only showing up for that part but yeah. Timothy Chalamet also is her co-star in Dune and yes. he was only there briefly too so oh. just to defend her a little bit oh, okay. I'm gonna throw that out there that's a, that's a good layer that's a, that's a good look because you're right because uh, Timothy and her are both filming Dune part and two Budapest. Mm -hmm. and Budapest so you're right they did kind of fly in 
Timothy was just there for the red carpet. He wasn't doing press either, I don't think, right? No, I don't believe so, no. So, okay, so maybe maybe there's something there. Maybe I don't know. I, or I maybe still, they plan that too also, because maybe, they maybe don't that, want... It's also a possible plan as well. Um, anyway, so Chris Pine definitely got spat on, and I think there's definitely something going on between Olivia Wilde and uh, Florence Pugh. Luckily that this is over now. We can just move on. Let's just watch the movie. I think hopefully this fizzles away, but yeah, Olivia Wilde has walked away from this mm-hmm. kind of bruised, in my opinion. Um so with that, we're going to transition to our next topic, which is the Hollywood hoedown. And this is where we talk about smaller breakout stories. Okay. We're going to stay on Venice, and we have to talk, we have to talk about uh, Brendan Fraser. Of course. Brendan Fraser uh, got a huge standing ovation at Venice for his movie, The Whale. This is Darren Aronofsky's film. Um, Brendan is the lead in it, and it's he's opposite Sadie Sink. It's gotten some good reviews, and Brendan Fraser's performance is getting a lot of Oscar buzz because mm-hmm. he plays like a morbidly obese man, um, and apparently the performance is powerful. The people say it's very moving, and it kind of showed in the standing ovation he got, which he got emotional about. Um, let's actually watch that clip real quick, too. So there it is. Uh, in the video, you can see that Brendan Fraser was apparently trying to kind of like sneak out or sneak away mm-hmm. or something. That's kind of what I was seeing reporters saying that he was like apparently trying to like leave the theater or whatever. But as he was leaving, the the standing ovation and the applause started focusing solely on him, mm-hmm. and he he was overcome by it. You know what I mean? And you can see that he's like he's teary eyed. He's teary eyed, and he he does like a little bow and stuff. He's very grateful and thankful. People are saying that this is Brendan Fraser's comeback his mm-hmm. official mainstream comeback into hollywood he's done a few roles here and there over the past couple of years smaller now films, smaller films um TV. different types of roles than he's done in the past but people are saying that this performance in the whale it's getting so much buzz and he may well be nominated for best actor uh, in it and if that's the case good for brendan fraser I, I i'm gonna quickly just say i i love brendan fraser he disappeared for a long while, and we're gonna. You can maybe. Why did he disappear? Explain why he disappeared from the spot because he was the shit in the two, mm-hmm. in the late nineties, in the two thousands with the Mummy and George of the Jungle. Right. He was in tons of he stuff. He was the guy. He, he was, was the guy. Top top guy. Yeah, and he had a multiple reasons of why he stepped back. Uh-huh. Some of it was injuries because he took on a lot of physical roles. Right. So he was in and out of the hospital a lot of the early two thousands for back surgeries. Wow. So a lot of serious uh, injuries, like I said. Right. Uh, he also went through a divorce. All. Okay. So the death of his mother. But the big one was definitely he he talked about in a GQ interview that right. he was sexually assaulted by Philip Burke, which in 2003 at the Holly, at the Beverly Hills Hotel. Right. So he's the former president of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Right. And he talked about how he opened up about that and it was just really difficult for him. Wow. And he never received an apology from him. Uh, was it? I, was I, I? don't know the details. Of that was it like a bad. So uh, he went. Uh, he went to his back and went and cupped a feel on his butt yikes. and gave it a little squeeze. Yikes. And Philip said, "Oh, it was just funny. It was for fun." And he was really bothered by it, obviously. Right. And right. it was more of a traumatic event for him. Totally. And, it's and, it's essentially a, it's a Me Too story, but mm-hmm. from a man's perspective. Mm-hmm. And we've seen some of that too. Like um, Terry Crews, I think, spoke about something like that, where he was allegedly groped or assaulted too. So. Okay, so if there was a few things going on in Brendan's life at the time that made him kind of step away from Hollywood. Um, and that's fine. I'm, I'm glad he took that time away. Um, he, and now he's back. And I got to say, like, Brendan Fraser obviously looks very different um, now than he did in the, in the late 90s mm-hmm. and the 2000s. But 
Um, he kind of owns that too. He, he even says that the character that he plays in this movie mm-hmm. was like this morbidly obese man. He actually, it's interesting. He says that this character I played was the quote, bravest man that I've ever played on camera, which is telling because he's played some heroic type roles in the past, like famously. And it's, it, that to me just kind of speaks to where Brendan Fraser in his, is in his life. He's not any, he's not trying to do big blockbuster films anymore. Mm-hmm. He's trying to do serious work with like some, some kind of like chewy material, you know what I mean? And, and if that's the case, and if this movie is as impressive as people say it is, I'm stoked because I love Brendan Fraser. I, I think he totally deserves this. Um, speaking of that, uh, The Rock. The mm. Rock actually shouted out Brendan Fraser on Twitter. He retweeted this video of Brendan kind of getting emotional. And he said, you know, I'll paraphrase. He basically just said, like, I am so happy to see my brother, Brendan Fraser, getting his flowers and kind of getting this round of applause because, frankly, he deserves it. He, you know, The Rock starred with Brendan Fraser mm-hmm. in one of the Mummy movies. I think mm-hmm. it was The Mummy 2. Uh, where he plays the Scorpion King, and The Rock says, that was kind of my breakout into Hollywood. And Brendan Fraser was one of the people at the time who was welcoming me welcoming me with open arms, really made me feel vouched comfortable. Vouched for him, too, vouched he said. For, yes, he vouched for him, exactly. And um, so The Rock is happy to see Brendan Fraser in a good place right now, as we are we. Yes. Um, yeah, Brendan Fraser is the best, honestly, because like he wasn't he an Encino man as well. He was. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. So he was like... He All was, the 90s films. He was I the thing. Like. He was the guy. And just touching on his looks, too, he talked about how he almost felt like he relied on his looks in his former films. Yeah. And this, he could really truly be himself and take on that character. Right. And it was his most challenging role, right. but it made him appreciate it even more. Totally. Now, so. now he's in a place where he can just he can act. He can mm-hmm. rely on the acting chops. And I'm very excited to see that movie when it comes out. Me too. So happy for Brendan Fraser. And with that, we're going to move on to our final segment. Uh, what'd you see? What'd you think? Uh, and we both saw different movies this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, you saw Elvis. Yes. So here, let's talk about this because we actually, we did the Elvis review when it was in theaters, but now- It's the, now streaming it's on now, HBO. It's now streaming on HBO and it was actually trending all weekend. Elvis mm-hmm. was trending all weekend. Austin Butler was trending all weekend. So basically a new wave of people mm-hmm. got a chance to see this movie. Because me and Paige, we, we try to make an effort to go see things in theaters. We're just kind of theater <laughs> snobs like that. Not everybody goes to see things in theaters. I get it. You got to see it for the first time. Yes. I'm curious what you thought about it. Because I gave my opinion of, of like a couple months ago about it. I'm happy to reiterate it here. But what was your what was your take on it? I'm very curious to see what you thought. I'm a huge Elvis fan. So okay. I was really excited to see this. I wasn't too happy instantly, to be honest. Okay. Just with the cinematography, it felt very cartoonish to me. Yeah, and, and that, I felt, it's that director's style. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I understand that, but I felt like it took away a little bit from what the story I was being told, because there was a lot of important themes. I feel like what they talk about segregation. Yeah. They talk about the uh, revolution of sex, almost, with right. Elvis, the pelvis, yes. and everything. So, all of that was great for me, and I liked, I almost wanted a little bit more music, too. Mm. But I think it was a little bit distracting, because I know we were seeing it from the perspective of Colonel Tom Parker, which is yes. his longtime manager, promoter, right, and everything. Right. Played and by Tom Hanks. People say badly, apparently. That's what people I didn't, claim. Okay, I was bothered by that, too, because I kept hearing... Tom Hanks's voice, yeah. which I actually had a discussion with my with my parents about this, and uh-huh. they said, "But that's why you book 
uh, actors like him because you want to hear his voice a little bit. But to me, I disagreed with that right. because you, you if you're a great actor, you shouldn't be hearing you Tom Hanks' distinct voice. The exactly. actor should disappear. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So people are, yeah, so you think that his he was a little distracting in the movie? Because I've heard that a lot. People I say, did. All and right. I don't even think the accent was very good. It wasn't. It was, it was not. bad. And Austin Butler, I think, did a good performance. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say good, though, because okay. um, I think... I just feel like he could have fully transformed a little bit more into Elvis. How so exactly? Because I'm because I I've, my thought on that is, first of all, I thought Austin Butler was a good casting choice mm-hmm. generally. Like he he has kind of this general Elvis look about him, but it's, he's not it a he's not a dead ringer. He's not like an I- identical a duplicate, if you will, of Elvis. Nobody is obviously, but like right. they, I think they probably could have gotten an actor that maybe looked a little bit more like Elvis, in my opinion. Like maybe Miles Teller potentially. He was mm-hmm. he was supposedly in the running for this. Um, but Austin Butler looks enough like Elvis. I thought he had the voice down for sure. The, uh, the thing that though is that Austin Butler is shorter than Elvis Presley. Elvis Presley was like 6'2 or maybe 6'3. Yeah. He was a tall guy. Mm-hmm. Austin Butler was like six foot, maybe. And I kind of noticed that height difference. Like he seemed a, he seemed a little short in the movie. And also he seemed a little skinny. Skinny. In the movie. Yes, that's what I was gonna uh, say. Elvis Presley almost got bigger. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, Elvis Presley, a fat Elvis, obviously later <laughs> in his life. But like when Elvis was in his prime, he was like a stocky guy. He was like mm-hmm. kind of firm, kind of like like he was. A, he had a fuller body. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Austin Butler looked those suits looked a little unfilled, in my opinion, in some of those mm-hmm. scenes. Um, the other thing, people, the other critique I have about Elvis is that it, the pacing was weird. Like, it just kept moving and moving and transitioning and transitioning. Like, you never it never really let you sit in any given scene mm-hmm. and just soak in what's happening. I think that's what I meant about the music. Like, I feel like we couldn't even enjoy Elvis's music because we would be watching one scene and it would jump. And yes. it really held on the mother's death for a very long time, too. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah, a little yeah. bit slow for me. I understood that was important. But, right. yeah, I think we could have moved on a little bit quicker from that. Right, and uh, I also thought that there should have been more dramatic Elvis scenes. Like, there was that scene with him on the staircase with the wife or whatever but like there wasn't enough like to me like when you do a biopic like this and I get it like especially with a big music icon like Elvis mm-hmm. you you really they what Hollywood tends to do is lean into the musical performances right that's because that, that's what's gonna that's the big showy type of thing to do but for me I'm not so much interested in that I don't care about the performances I can go see Elvis performances sure. on YouTube you know what I mean I want to see what was potentially going on behind the scenes I wanted more dialogue scenes between right. him I wanted to see more like actual that's acting, why, you know that's what why I, mean? I liked when they they address the assassination of Martin Luther King. They yeah. address the assassination of JFK. So all those storylines I really enjoy just because you could see his reaction and his emotion from that. Right. But like you're saying, just let's go a little bit deeper with that yes. dialogue. And I feel like we had so much dialogue from Colonel Tom Parker. Yes. I was too much dialogue. Not bored, but I was just I don't care. <laughs> right. <laughs> Stop like manipulating near- Elvis so much. Yeah. I want to move on from him. Like I understand that probably happened, but. I want to hear Elvis's distraction or Elvis's opinion on it. I, right. Why wasn't Priscilla getting more involved too with Tom Parker? Pr- Priscilla was like barely in the movie mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, some people love it. Some people say, do. You, do you think Austin Butler is is deserving of an Oscar nomination for this? Because people are like, oh my god, Oscar nom, Oscar nom. No. Whoa! Oh, <laughs> hot take. Oh my gosh. I, I got to be honest. Like. When I first saw it, part of me was like, yeah, he's probably going to get nominated for this Mm -hmm. because it's pretty good. But as I sit back, because I've seen it twice now, I'm like... I agree. I don't know if it's really worthy of so. an Oscar. You I know think what he mean? did a great performance. I he do. Did. He, he did. A, he did it justice, I, I suppose. But mm-hmm. Oscar worthy? Maybe not. I think for me, I, no, I hate to just 
completely compare, but when you compare it to Bohemian Rhapsody and when you compare it to Elton John, I enjoyed those a lot. So I don't know, maybe I was a little bit jaded in that. True. And it might might be the director's style a little bit too. Mm -hmm. It is kind of flashy and weird and it's shot weird. I agree. So what I saw this weekend was Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul, um, starring Sterling K. Brown and Mm -hmm. Regina Hall. Um, and directed by the Ebo twin sisters. So this movie really flew under the radar this weekend. It, it bombed at the box office. I don't even think it made like a million dollars. There was like hardly anything new out this weekend, but this was one of the new movies that was out and I went to go see it. And it's a shame that it didn't really get more, more ticket sales or more attention. I don't even think it was really marketed all that well. I saw a few trailers here and there maybe, but it was kind of like a low-key movie, um, which is a shame because it was so... So good. It was actually like one of my one of my favorite movies this year, which is kind of saying something because everything everywhere all at once came out, and that's one at the top of my list. Um, but this movie was good because have, are you aware of it? Did you see like the trailer for it? I did. So it's like shot like a mockumentary, like a mockumentary, and it plays like a comedy. The mm-hmm. way it was advertised and the way it's kind of billed is like a mockumentary comedy. It's like funny and jokey. It looks kind of silly, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of the vibe I got when I was watching the trailer. I was not excited to go see this. And then I went to go watch it. I just kind of sat in, watching it, taking it all in. And I didn't realize it, it's, it, it is kind of like a mockumentary a little bit, but it's, it's also shot traditionally as well. Essentially what the movie is about is this minister or pastor, or whatever, of like a mega church, Sterling K. Brown. He's in the middle of this like really dramatic crisis. Like he's in a scandal of sorts publicly. And he's, he and his wife, Regina Hall, um, they're trying to make a comeback with their church. They've lost a lot of their congregation over this. So they're really trying to like reopen the church again and trying to build back his reputation again. Mm-hmm. And um, and there's a lot of comedy throughout. And basically there's they hire a documentary crew to kind of to film this whole process. That's kind of where the mockumentary stuff comes okay. in. So there's it's part mockumentary, but then there's a lot of scenes that are just shot traditionally, like normally. And I was blown away because it gets serious. It gets very serious, especially with the, some of the topics. The reason he's in a scandal, I don't want to ruin it, but the reason he's in a scandal is kind of, it's like some sex stuff, like sexual allegations type stuff. And Sterling K. Brown, his character is so up his own ass in his bullshit. And he's like, he's so like, he's like, we're going to make a comeback. And and Regina Hall is kind of playing the good wife and trying to go along with it. But you can tell throughout the whole movie, she's suffering a lot and she's, she's sacrificing a lot. Mm -hmm. And, um, the, the performances are great. There's a scene in there where Regina Hall is in whiteface like almost like like in a mime mm-hmm. type thing. It's very striking. The imagery is striking, but she has this scene when I was watching it, she's like talking to the camera. She's like, you and you and you. And she's basically explaining why, why she's deserving of this comeback. She's like, I've done everything I needed to do. I was the good wife. I prayed. I listened. So God owes me this. It's very, it's so, it's so, it's dramatic. Like I said, there's comedy because, you know, Regina Hall's known as a comedic right. actress, right? Like scary movie, obviously everything. But like this movie, she showed her dramatic chops, as did Sterling K. He's he's shown that before, but just powerhouse performances. And it's unfortunate that it flew under the radar the way it did. It deserves more attention. I actually made a TikTok about it and stuff. Um, but I I, I got to be honest with you, especially with Regina Hall specifically. I when I was watching it, I was like, wow, like she could potentially get nominated. Like if, I was just if, about to ask if you Oscar that. voters are paying attention, I know this movie is like might actually get pushed by the wayside and completely forgotten, which is, again, a shame. But if Oscar voters are paying attention, Regina Hall in this movie really stood out and gave such an emotional performance mm-hmm. that I think she might be nominated. If, if she's not nominated, I would consider it a snub, to be honest, because it was wow. it was that good of a performance. Uh, Honk for Jesus, really, really great. Um, again, I also saw Jaws, too. That was oh, yeah, I, saw, I saw it on IMAX. It was... 
it was good. It was good. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, it's, it still holds up today. It's still hella scary. Um, I don't know. Have you ever seen Jaws? Or I have. Mm-hmm. You have? Yeah. You think it's scary or is it just kind of corny? It's a little corny. It's kind of corny. It has its moments of, yeah, yeah, yeah. of, of thrill and scary. Right. <laughs> um, and then but I... I for, go ahead. For Hong for Jesus, that's based a little bit on a true story, correct? Bishop Eddie Long. Is it? It is. Well, you're, a little you're, bit. you're with the research. Parallels. Oh my God. Okay. You're, here you come <laughs> with the facts. I did not know that. Well, I was going to say more, but I don't want to spoil no. of it either. So, well, but it is the same thing. A mega church pastor. Right, he had right, allegations, right. lawsuits coming up against him. Again, I won't spoil it either, right, right. but very similar storylines. And then the wife and how she stands by him. She does. Threatens to divorce oh, she, him. She stands by him to a fault. That's mm-hmm. kind of the whole thing. Like somebody, a wife that is so loyal to a fault mm-hmm. at a certain point, you, as you're watching the movie, you think like, wow, like I, I guess I, I appreciate the loyalty, but when a person is this flawed, a, a rational person would break away, but that's kind of the, that's kind of, and also kind of talks about church culture a lot too. And right. also black culture, you know what I mean? Like, cause it, church is big in black, in the black community, you know what I mean? And it talks about that a lot. There's a lot of commentary about that. And I was actually seeing on Twitter, people were saying, oh yeah, like black Twitter is going to be mad about this or like church, the, your pastors are going to be mad about this because mm-hmm. it does kind of make fun of the pastor the whole like sh- sh- not charade. I don't want to say charade. That's too strong. But like just the whole like theater of it. You know what I mean? Because there's a lot of theater in what they do, and um, this movie kind of pokes fun at that a little bit. Okay. Um, it's really good. I recommend. I, I think it. I'm gonna watch this. You should. You I should am. go see it. I it's, am. it's a good one. It's a good one. Um, I watched some TikTok clips, and I was like, okay, I could definitely see it. And I was seeing Regina Hall was getting a lot of praise. She was, like you said. Um, and like I said, just if she gets an Oscar nom, totally worthy. And if not, big snub. And with that, I think that's a good place to end it. Uh, thank you again for joining us. Thanks, Fabian. It was, it, was, great, it was great chatting. It was, it was a good episode. Uh, and we will catch you guys next time. Stream us on Spotify, Apple, iHeart. We're on YouTube. We're on the website. Um, and yeah, tune in next time and we'll catch you guys later. Thanks. See ya. See ya.